This is Word to the Wise. I'm Shelley Best, the pastor of Redeemer's Church in Plainville, Connecticut. This is my unorthodox preaching and teaching podcast for spiritual seekers and outside-the-box changemakers. Each episode will be a Bible study or preaching moment with you in mind as we explore faith in the context of modern times. I'm glad you found us. As you grow in grace and faith, you start to make adjustments in your behavior. Some people talk about the fruits of the Spirit, your love and joy and peace and patience and self-control. All these things start to show up in faith. As a member of a faith community, you start to shift and act a little different. But the hardest thing is maintaining that behavior when you leave the church and go back home. Remember, if you like what you've heard, be sure to review our podcast and share it. We want our soul posse to grow. To our God. Amen. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Loving God, how we thank you that in Christ we have your Holy Spirit living in us, living with us, working through us. Help us, Lord, to keep looking to Jesus and to keep our minds on things above and not on the things that are of this world system. Help us, O God, to look away from the things of the world and to pursue righteousness and faith and love and peace. Help us, O God, to be numbered in those who call on your holy name with a pure and humble heart. Now, O God, we ask for you to help us to live our lives in a manner that is pleasing to you. Let the words of this mouth and the meditations of this heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, let the people of God say amen and amen. Amen. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Colossians, the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. The book of Colossians, chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. And I'll be reading from the New International Version of the Scripture. And it reads, Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above and not earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil, desires, and greed, 
which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived. But now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's focus on verse 9. Do not lie to each other. Since you have taken off your old self with, it, with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. With that in mind, as we continue our journey of stepping into the supernatural, the title of the message is simply this, Step Into Supernatural Garments. Step Into Supernatural Garments. Or said another way, making a plane, keep your church clothes on. Keep your church clothes on. Amen. Amen. When we think about the black church experience, it is shrouded in the history of slaves. When we think about the slave experience within the context of our culture, we have to remember where we came from as a people because this is our biblical and church heritage. We came on slave ships as captives. Christianity had already spread across the continent of Africa before we were even slaves, amen? And we have to think about who we were at the time. Everyday people out minding their business, fully formed human beings, amen? You know, we had been taught a myth that we were not fully formed human beings before we came here as slaves. 
Help me, somebody. We were fully formed human beings, minding our business, maybe out for a walk, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you have been kidnapped. So imagine, all the way up into the 1800s, this was happening. Folks minding their business and all of a sudden snatched out of your life, snatched away from your parents or your children or your loved ones. So imagine living your life, even living your life now and suddenly snatched out of your life. Somebody has grabbed you and taken you captive. You no longer have your luggage. You no longer have the things that you are attached to. And you have been swept away into another life. During the days of slavery between 1525 and 1866, over 12.5 million Africans were shipped around the world. 12.5 million Africans taken captive and shipped around the world. According to our research, only 10 million survived the journey. That means over 2 million Africans died on the way into captivity. And don't you know, in the midst of that journey, this is the formation of our expression of the faith as Christians on these shores. So think for a moment about who Africans were before we came here. We were Africans on the continent of Africa, but when we came here, we became a new creation, which were African-Americans. Totally different experience than Africans on African shores. That is because of the captivity. That is because of the struggle. That is because of what we went through as enslaved people. So through the experience of slavery, we came to know God in a different way. Amen? When you think about our ancestors who survived the captivity, they came to know God in a different way. You know, when you're going through hard times, you've got to pray to God for some different things. You know, when you're on easy street, you don't pray the same way. Help me, somebody. So think for a moment about what it was like for our ancestors who were out there in the fields picking cotton and struggling with captivity. Think about how they prayed and think about how they came to know God. The experience of being held captive here in America created a new group of people. African-Americans are a unique creation on these shores. And so think about it. In order to survive, there had to be outward conforming. In order to survive, you couldn't do what you wanted to do. Amen? You knew the situation was harsh. You knew the situation was wrong. But you couldn't just jump up big and bad and say what you wanted to if you wanted to survive. Help me, somebody. And, you know, when we talk about grown folks' experiences of life, we know that sometimes we have an opinion in here but we can't always say it out here. Help me. Amen. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. You can't always say out of your mouth Amen. everything you're thinking. Amen. If you want to survive, if you want to keep that job, if you want to make it through another day. Some of us know what it is to be held captive even in our human experiences now. And in order to survive, you got to sometimes change this outward appearance in order to make it through, even though you're thinking other things in here. So when we think about African-American religion, 
much of what we have inherited in what we have right here, there was a tradition in African-American Christianity that was held on to. For you see, for the slaves, you had maybe two sets of clothes. You had your set of clothes that you wore when you were picking your cotton. That was one outfit, my cotton picking outfit. We go out, we pick the cotton, we wear one outfit. And then if you were fortunate enough to have Sundays off, you would have your Sunday go to meeting clothes. Hello. I got my cotton picking clothes. And I got my Sunday go to meeting clothes. It was the tradition that there would be those two sets of clothes. One for your captivity, one for your struggle, and one for your celebration when you would have your time off. Think about it. We just went through Juneteenth, June 16th. In 1865, that's when the other slaves found out they were finally free. But you know what? When slavery ended, we discovered that the more things changed, the more they stayed the same. Yes, we were suddenly free from slavery, but that's when Jim Crow showed up in America. When even though we were no longer slaves, we still did not have complete freedom. Hello, because see, freedom comes when you have some security, some economic security, some freedom of thought, some freedom to live in different kinds of places. And for many of our ancestors, for those who came before us, they left slavery and then they became the janitors and the maids and the butlers and the factory workers. They had to go to those kind of jobs and they had one outfit in those jobs. But then when they came to church, They put on their Sunday come to meet and close. You may be a janitor during the week, but on the weekend you're deacon so-and-so. You're trustee so-and-so. You're reverend so-and-so. And you put on your church clothes and you put on your dignity when you come into the house of the Lord. See, the world may treat you one way and you got to act some kind of way, putting on your cotton picking clothes or your factory clothes. But when you come into the house of the Lord, you're like, you know what? I'm putting that aside because I'm putting on my church clothes in this place. So think about our ancestors who went through that kind of life experience. To them, church clothes matter. That no matter what the world had taken away from them, they still could put on their dignity on Sunday morning. In other words, our ancestors knew that they could step into the supernatural when they came into the house of the Lord on Sunday morning and they put on their supernatural garments. It wasn't just about the church outfit. It was about a supernatural attitude of holiness. No matter what they went through through the week, they're going to step into the house of the Lord with some holiness on them. Well, times have changed and things have changed. And now we're living in times where everybody wants to dress down. And don't get me wrong, it's not about the outfit. Dressing down is not about the clothes you have on, but it's about the attitude that you put on when you come into the house of the Lord. Yeah, we may be wearing casual clothes, but are we also wearing a casual attitude when we come into the house of the Lord. What has happened to us that we no longer revere God? 
We no longer revere sacred places. We no longer even recognize the sacredness that we ourselves possess because we have been so beaten down in this world. We've come to a place where many of us no longer step into the supernatural when we walk into the house of the Lord, recognizing that you are in sacred space and you too are sacred yourself. No matter what you had to go through during the week, no matter what they put you through during the week, when you step into this place, you are on holy ground and you too are holy. Do you remember who you are? See, we're living in times where we're all dealing with a beatdown on five or six or seven days a week. We are living in times where it is not holy space much of the time. But when we come into the house of the Lord, it's a chance to remember who you truly are. God has called us to step into the supernatural, to remember our holiness, to remember our sacredness. God has called us to step into the supernatural. Do you remember who you are? Spirit is bigger than many of us think. Your potential in the supernatural is enormous. Who you are in the supernatural is enormous. You are powerful beyond measure. Do you remember who you are? This week, as some of you know through Facebook postings, I had the opportunity right again to go and visit Amma the Hugging Saint. She is the Mahatma that I visit when I'm in India. And Amma travels around the world. She goes to places all around the world, and her whole ministry is hugging people. She's found her thing, which is being loved and hugging people. And so Amma allowed me to bring some ministers along with me, two of our folks here and some ministers in the community, to be in her presence, to meet with her, and to have the experience of darshan, which is love. Amma may be an Indian guru, but she has found her purpose. Her purpose is to share love on the big stage, to manifest change in life, to improve the quality of life of people, and to share love in big ways. In India, she's known as a Mahatma, and the lesson I have learned from her is how to live bigger, how to get out of my own way, how to believe that there is something more than just human flesh. See, People have a way of forgetting the awesomeness of God and how it can work through other people. And don't you know, you are powerful beyond measure. And God wants to do even greater things through each and every one of us. And we're being called not to take off the church clothes, but to keep our church clothes on. God sent me here to let you know that you're so much more than you allow yourself to think. Don't you know there are people in your life who constantly show up to tell you that you're smaller, that you need to stay in your lane, that you need to stay in your place, that it don't take all that, that you're really nothing special. Think about it, how many people show up in your life to remind you to stay in your place? to stay small, to not be too much, to not think too highly of yourself, but you are a child of the king. 
You are God's child. The spirit of God is living inside of you, and yet there are people telling you to stay small. Is it about them or is it about you? Things that make you want to go. We're being called to step into our supernatural garments, to walk in the power of God in your life. What if each of us, from this moment moving forward, would step into our supernatural garments and walk in the fullness of our God-given power? What if you truly walked in your God-given power? What if you did not hold yourself back to make other people comfortable? What if you were all powerful and all love everywhere you show up? Imagine your impact on your family. Because you know some of our family members need some customized ministry that only can come from some of us. What if you were to step into your supernatural garments and never take them off? In our earlier text, the Hebrews text that was read by Sister Courtney, it says, we have much to say about this, but it is hard to make clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk is still being an infant. They're not acquainted with the teachings of righteousness. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. So what the Lord wants us to be reminded of? Yes, we need to be reminded of the basic things of the faith. Like you are God's child. You are powerful. You are full of the spirit of God. We need to be reminded of those things. That's like drinking milk. But you know what? Given what most of us have been through, we have earned PhDs in the hard knocks of life. Hello. Think about what you actually know from living the life you've lived. Instead of just sitting there drinking milk, you need to be a professor. You need to be a teacher sharing the lessons of life that you have learned. Imagine if you share the lessons of life that you have learned, if you believe that you had this power within you and you started teaching other people from your experience, imagine what you could do in the lives of those around you. You have earned a PhD from surviving all that you've been through in life. Do you know who you are? So instead of taking off those church clothes and putting them in the closet, you need to keep your church clothes on. When you think about it, you are a gifted teacher because it's come from experience. But somehow life has a way of making us become distracted. Don't be distracted. Step into your power and remember who you are. So think about it. You have an anointing in your life. And even though you know better, you don't always do what you know. But it's not that you don't know. We're supposed to do better when we know better. But you do know. And so you have an anointing on your life that the world has need of. God has need of you today to keep those church clothes on. When I was growing up, 
times were different about your wardrobe. We had our church clothes. Like in September, mom would go to certain stores and get our school clothes. So we get a new school wardrobe or a certain number of outfits that we could wear to school. Hello, you remember your school clothes? And I remember we used to get excited because we would go to a shoe store where they would actually measure your feet and maybe I would get some new Buster Browns. Hello, some new Buster Browns, but those would be my what school shoes? School shoes. And so I'd have my school shoes and I'd wear those outfits to school. And then when you come home from school, you put on what? Your play clothes. In other words, you don't play in your school clothes. You play in your play clothes, which might have been former school clothes that are now worn out with holes in them. And then you would have your play clothes. But then you would also have your church clothes. And let us not make the mistake of thinking that church clothes are school clothes. You don't wear those church clothes to school. And your church clothes are not your play clothes. You don't wear them outside. You have your church clothes, and when you wear your church clothes, you walk in a certain kind of dignity. You don't be messing around certain kinds of ways. You hold yourself up. You recognize who you are. And in other words, you walk in the holiness that God has offered you. The word for those of us who are under the sound of my voice today to remember, God wants you to keep your church clothes on. What if you never took them off? What if instead of acting good in church, you just acted this way all the time? Hello. What if you shared that supernatural wisdom all the time? What if you walked in the anointing all the time? What if you recognized your supernatural power all the time? What if you stepped into God's supernatural garments and you never took them off? You were just clothed in that all the time so you'd make a difference right where you are. The Lord has sent me by here today just to remind each and every one of us to step into our supernatural garments. Keep them on. Share the word. Teach one another. Encourage one another. Build up one another. Pray for one another. Walk in your purpose. Step into the supernatural. Step into your supernatural garments and keep your church closed. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks for tuning in to Word to the Wise, my preaching and teaching podcast. This podcast is a production of the 224 Ecospace, a place where change makers work, create, and lead. Our engineer and sound designer is Dan Warren. I hope you'll share this podcast with your friends and please review us so others can find us. Also look for me on Facebook at Reverend Dr. Shelley Best or Word to the Wise. Thanks for listening.